Chapter sixty three of Jerusalem to Revelation A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Purgatorio thirty one Terrestrial Paradise Dante's Confession His Immersion in Lethe Beatrice unveiled o thou that art across the sacred stream toward me directing with its point her speech which even edgewise had seemed sharp to me continuing she began without delay say say if this be true to such a charge must thy confession be united now my strength was so confounded that my voice began to move and wholly died away ere by its organs it had been released a while she bore it then what thinkest thou she said reply for thy sad memories are not extinguished by the water yet perplexity and fear together mixed extorted such a yes from out my mouth that eyes to hear its utterance were required even as a crossbow breaks its cord and bow whenever with too great attention shut and with less force the arrow strikes its mark so neath that heavy burden i broke down and as i poured forth gushing tears and sighs my voice more slowly through its passage came then she across the paths which i desired and which were leading thee to love the good beyond which there is nothing one can wish what trenches didst thou find or hindering chains for which thou thus must needs despoil thyself of hope of further progress on thy way what luring charms or what advantages displayed themselves upon the brows of others that thou shouldst pay thy passing court to them thereat when i had heaved a bitter sigh i scarcely had the voice to make an answer and painfully my lips gave form to it weeping i said things at the present turned with their delusive joy my steps aside as soon as e'er your face was hid from me hadst thou been silent or hadst thou denied said she what thou confessest no less clear would be thy guilt since known by such a judge but when self-accusation of one sin from one's own cheek breaks forth in this our court the wheel is turned to blunt the sharpened edge and yet that for thy fault thou mayst be neither more ashamed and that when thou again shalt hear the sirens thou mayst stronger be desist thou now from sowing tears and hark so shalt thou hear oh what a different part my buried body should have moved thy feet nature ne'er showed thee nor did art such beauty as did the pleasing members which enclosed me and which are scattered now dissolved in earth 
hence if the highest pleasure failed thee thus by reason of my death what mortal thing should afterward have drawn thee to desire it at the first arrow of deceitful things thou surely oughtest to have risen up to follow me who was no longer such thy wings at least should not have been weighed down to wait for further blows from some young girl or other vain thing of as brief a use a young bird waits for two blows or for three but for the eyes of fully feathered birds a net is spread or arrow shot in vain as children who are silent when ashamed and with their eyes upon the ground keep listening and conscience-stricken and repentant are so i remained and she since thou art grieved because of hearing me lift up thy beard and thou from seeing shalt receive more grief with less resistance is a sturdy oak uprooted either by a native wind or by the wind that blows from Jabba's land, then I at her behest raised up my chin, and when by beard she asked to see my face, I well perceived the venom in her words. Thereafter, when my face was raised again, I saw that those first creatures were at rest from strewing flowers, and thereupon mine eyes which were as yet but partially assured, saw Beatrice turned toward the animal, which in two natures one sole person is. Though neath her veil and crossed the stream, it seemed to me that she surpassed her old-time self more than she did all others when on earth. So pricked me now the nettle of repentance, that of all other things what turned me most unto its love became to me most hostile whereat such great contrition gnawed my heart that overcome i fell and what i then became she knows who gave me cause for it then when my heart restored my outward strength i saw the lady i found alone above me saying hold on to me hold on to me into the stream she had already borne me up to my neck and dragging me behind her light as a shuttle or its top was moving when i was near the blessed shore i heard purge me with hyssop said in tones so sweet that far from writing i cannot recall it the lovely lady stretching out her arms embraced my head and plunged me in the stream so far that i was forced to drink its water drawing me thence she set me when thus bathed within the dance ring of the lovely four and each of them embraced me with her arm nymphs are we here and in the sky are stars ere beatrice came down into the world we were ordained to be her maids we'll lead thee to see her eyes but for the joyous light therein the three upon the other side who more profoundly gaze 
will sharpen thine. Thus singing they began, and thereupon they led me with them to the griffin's breast, where turning toward us, Beatrice remained. And see to it that thou spare not thine eyes, they said, before the emeralds we have set thee, whence love of old against thee drew his shafts. A thousand wishes, hotter far than flames, bound mine eyes fast to those resplendent eyes, which on the griffin set their steady gaze. As in a glass the sun, not otherwise the twofold animal was gleaming in them, at first in one, then in another way. Think, reader, if I wondered when I saw that it was keeping quiet in itself, while in its image it was changing form. While, glad and with amazement filled, my soul was tasting of the food which, while it sates, still causes thirst and hunger for itself, proving themselves to be of higher rank by reason of their deeds, the other three came dancing to their angel roundelay. Turn thou, their song was, turn thou, Beatrice, thy holy eyes upon thy faithful one, who hath to see thee tain so many steps, kindly do us the favour to unveil thy mouth to him, that he may thus perceive the second loveliness which thou dost hide. O oh, splendour of eternal living light, who neath Parnassus shades e'er grew so pale, or from its cistern e'er so deeply drank, as not to feel bewildered in his mind, should he attempt to paint what thou didst seem, when symbolised by heaven's own harmonies, thou didst reveal thee in the open air. Purgatorio 32 Terrestrial Paradise Vicissitudes and Transformations of the Cark The Harlot and the Giant so steadfast were mine eyes, and so intent on gratifying their decennial thirst, that all my other senses were asleep, and both on this side and on that, a wall of heedlessness they had, the holy smile so strongly drew them with the olden net, when, forcibly, my face was toward my left turned by those goddesses, for from their lips I now was hearing a too steadfastly thereat the state of vision which exists in eyes but newly smitten by the sun caused me to be a while deprived of sight but when my eyes were to the small accustomed i say the small with reference to the great resplendence whence perforce i turned away i saw that on the right the glorious host had wheeled and was returning with the sun and with the sevenfold flame in front of it. As, to protect itself, a troop revolves beneath its shields, and wheeleth with its flag, before the whole of it can change direction. Even so, the heavenly kingdom's soldiery, who forward were, had wholly passed us by, before its pole had made the chariot turn. Back 
to the wheel the ladies then returned and so the griffon drew his blessed burden that though he moved no feather of him shook the lady fair who through the ford had drawn me statius and i were following the wheel which made its orbit with the smaller arc as thus we crossed the lofty wood unpeopled because of her who trusted to the serpent a song angelic kept our steps in time a liberated arrow in three flights perhaps as great a distance would have gone as we had moved when beatrice alighted adam i then heard murmured by them all they circled then around a tree despoiled of flowers and other leaves on every branch its crowning boughs spread out in greater width and higher up they are would for their height be wondered at by indians in their woods thou griffon happy art since with thy beak thou tearest not this pleasant tasting wood because one's belly writhes in pain therewith thus round the sturdy tree the others cried whereat the double-natured animal thus is the seed of all just deeds preserved then turning toward the pole which he had drawn he dragged it forward to the widowed tree and neath it left that part of it tied up as our plants swell when falls the great light mixed with that which shines behind the heavenly cup and as each thereupon renews itself in its own colour ere the sun yokes up his racing horses neath another star even so a hue revealing not as bright as that which roses have and more than that of violets that tree renewed itself whose branches once had been so bare of leaves i understood not tis not sung on earth the hymn which thereupon that people sang nor did i bear to hear the whole song through if i could picture how the unpitying eyes on hearing syrinx story sleepy grew the eyes to which much waking cost so dear as doth an artist who from models paints would i describe how i then fell asleep but let whoever will feign sleeping well hence to the point i pass when i awoke and say a splendour rent my slumber's veil and then a call arise what doest thou as peter john and james were led to see some of the early blossoms of the apple which makes the angels eager for its fruit and causes endless marriage feasts in heaven and overcome recovered at the word whereby far greater slumbers had been broken and even as they perceived their company diminished both by moses and elias and all the raiment of their master changed so i recovering near me standing saw that pitying lady who before had been the leader of my steps along the stream 
where is Beatrice? All lost in doubt, I said, when she, behold her sitting there, beneath the tree's new leaves upon its roots, behold the company surrounding her, the rest on high behind the griffin go, with songs of sweeter sound and deeper theme. I know not if at greater length her words were poured, because now in mine eyes was she who hindered my attending to aught else. On the bare ground she sat, and all alone, left there to be the guardian of the car, I saw the biformed animal tie up. Circling, the seven nymphs with their persons formed a hedge for her, those lights held in their hands, which safe from Oster are and Aquilo. Here for a while shalt thou a woodman be, then without end with me a citizen of that Rome whereof Christ a Roman is. Hence, for the world's sake, which lives badly, keep thine eyes upon the car, and what thou seest be sure to write, when once on earth again. Thus Beatrice, and I, who now was wholly devoted at the feet of her commands, whither she wished, turned both my mind and eyes. Fire ne'er descended with so swift a motion out of dense clouds, when from the highest region the rain is falling, as I now beheld, the bird of Jove swooped down upon the tree, and break not only its new budding leaves and blossoms, but its bark. With all his might he smote the chariot next, whereat it reeled, as in a storm a ship, when by the waves to starboard now, and now to larboard driven. And then a she-fox, which from all good food seemed fasting, I perceived, hurling herself against the bottom of the triumph car. But for her ugly sins upbraiding her, my lady put her to such speedy flight as was permitted by her fleshless bones. Thereafter, whence it first had come, I saw the eagle down into the chariot's arc descend, and leave it feathered with his plumes and such a voice as from a suffering heart comes forth was that which came from heaven and said my little ship how badly thou art laden between both wheels the earth seemed opened then and forth from it i saw a dragon come who upward through the chariot thrust his tail and like a wasp which draweth back its sting withdrawing his bad tail he drew away part of its floor, and, keen for more, went off. That which remained reclothed itself again, as rich soil doth with grasses, with the plumes offered perhaps with wise and kind intent. Then one wheel and the other and the pole were covered up so quickly that a mouth is open kept much longer by a sigh, when thus the holy structure was transformed, it put forth heads upon its members, three upon its pole, and at each corner one. The first were horned like oxen, but the four had on their foreheads but a single horn. Never had such a monster yet been seen. Sitting thereon as boldly as a fort, 
is seated on a lofty mountain top, a shameless prostitute appears before me with eyebrows that were quick to wander round. And then to see that none should take up from him, I saw a giant standing at her side. At times they kissed each other there, but since she turned her greedy fickle eyes on me, that cruel lover scourged her from her head unto her soles. Then, filled with jealousy and cruel in his wrath, loosing the monster, he dragged it through the wood so far away that with this last alone he shielded me against the harlot and unnatural beast. Purgatorio 33 Terrestrial Paradise Beatrice's Prophecy Dante's final purification in the river Unoe. O oh God, the heathen folk are come. Now three, now four, alternately, and shedding tears, the ladies of sweet psalmody began, and Beatrice, with sighs of sympathy, was listening to their words with such a look that Mary at the cross changed little more. But when the other maids had given way that she might speak, she rose upon her feet, and coloured with the hue of fire, replied, A little while, and ye shall not behold me, and then again, beloved sisters mine, a little while, and me ye shall behold. All seven she thereupon before her placed, and merely by a nod behind her moved me, and the lady and the sage who stayed. She thus was going on, nor do I think her tenth step had been set upon the ground, when with her eyes she forcibly met mine. Then with a tranquil face she said to me, More quickly come, that if I speak to thee, for listening to me thou mayst be well placed. As soon as I was with her, as I ought, she said to me, why, brother, dost not venture to question me, now that thou comest with me? As unto those who show excessive reverence, when speaking in the presence of their elders, and therefore draw no clear voice to their teeth, to me it happed that, with imperfect tones, Madonna, I began, my welfare's needs you know, and that which may be good for it. And she to me, and that which may be good for it, and she to me, and that which may be good for it, and she to me, from fear and bashfulness, I wish thee now to extricate thyself, that thou mayst speak no more like one who dreams. Know that the vessel which the serpent broke was and is not, but let whose fault it is Believe God's vengeance fears not human socks. Nor shall the eagle airless for all time remain, Who left his feathers on the car, Whence monstrous it became, and then a prey. For I see well, and therefore tell it, Stars now near, and from all checks and obstacles secure, Which for us shall a time obtain, Within which a five hundred, ten, and five, Sent forth by God, shall kill the female thief, and that great giant, 
who with her is guilty. And my prediction, which is dark, perhaps, as Themis and the Sphinx, persuades thee less, because, as theirs did, it beclouds thy mind. But facts will soon become the Naiades, which shall this difficult enigma solve, without the loss of either sheep or grain. Give heed, and even as uttered by myself, see that thou teach these words of mine to those that live the life which is a race toward death, and bear in mind, when thou art writing them, not to conceal in what state thou hast seen the tree which twice now hath been here despoiled. Whoever robs or teareth that apart with blasphemy of deed offendeth God, who for his own use only made it holy, for biting it in pain and in desire, the first soul longed for him five thousand years and more, who punished in himself the bite. Thy mind is sleeping, if it deemeth not that for a special cause it saw so high, and at its summit so inverted is, and if the vain thoughts which surround thy mind had not been else a water, and their pleasure as to the mulberry a pyramus, thou, by so many circumstances only, wouldst in the interdict upon the tree see morally God's justice. But since made of stone I see thee in thine understanding, and being petrified so dark in mind that thou art blinded by my speech's light, I also, if not written, wish that painted, at least, thou bear it in thee, for the reason the pilgrim's staff is carried, wreathed with palm. And I, as sealing wax, which changes not the shape imprinted on it by the seal, so likewise is my brain now stumped by you. But why so far above my mental sight are your desired words now flying up? It loses them the more, the more it strives. That thou, she said, mayest thus appraise the school which thou hast followed, and perceive how able its teaching is to carry out my word, and also see that your ways are removed as far from the divine as ere the heaven which speeds most high is distant from the earth. Whence her I answered, I do not recall that I have e'er estranged myself from you, nor am I conscious of remorse, therefore. And if thou canst not call it to thy mind, she answered with a smile, remember now that this same day thou hast of Lethe drunk, and if from smoke a fire may be inferred, this thy forgetfulness but clearly proves a fault in thy desire intent elsewhere. Truly my word shall naked be henceforth, as much at least as it shall needful seem to make them clear to thine untutored sight. Both more refulgent and with slower steps, the sun was holding now the noonday circle, which with each point of view moves here and there. When, even as he, who as a leader goes ahead of people, stops if something new he find upon his path. The ladies seven stopped 
at a death-pale shadow's edge like that which neath green leaves and darkling boughs the alps cast o'er their icy mountain streams in front of them i seem to see euphrates and tigris from one fountain issue forth and from each other slowly part as friends o oh, light and glory of the human race what stream is this which from one source unfolds and then from its own self itself withdraws in answer to this question i was told pray that matilda tell thee whereupon like one who frees himself from blame replied the lovely lady this with other things hath he been told by me and i am sure that lethe's water hath not hid it from him and beatrice perhaps a greater care which oft deprives one's memory of its power hath made the vision of his mind's eye dark but you know way behold which yonder now is flowing forth conduct him to its bank and as thou art wont revive his lifeless power even as a noble soul makes no excuse but to another's will its own conforms as soon as e'er by outward signs disclosed even so when she had taken hold of me the lovely lady moved and then to statius said with a lady's manner come with him if reader i had now more space for writing i'd sing at least in part of that sweet drink which never would have satisfied my thirst but inasmuch as filled are all the pages planned warp-like for this second canticle no further doth art's bridal let me go from that most holy water i returned made young again as new trees are in spring when with new foliage they renew themselves pure and disposed to rise up to the stars end of chapter sixty three end of purgatorio